Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. This is Sunday morning, September 26th. So glad to have you along. I don't want to step in something too personal or controversial today, but I want to talk about those people who are feeling pressured to get the vaccine. Believers in particular, our brothers and sisters who are feeling pressure or are being pressured against their conscience. Are you, being, are you in that situation? I know in, in our small group, uh, the son of one of our close friends is facing his, he's, about, he's entering his last year of law school, and the last semester he has to be vaxxed to go to school, and he's against it as a matter of conscience. He's against doing it, and he's really contemplating what is he going to do? All this education, being in the, finishing law school, is he going to just basically say goodbye to that? What's he going to do? What are you going to do? You know, we live in a time where this is a big, big issue for a lot of people. And I'd like to give you my position on it briefly and then share a few thoughts and then go to prayer. Number one, here's my position. It's your choice. There are risks to getting the vaccine and there are risks to not getting the vaccine. It's that simple. We, anyone who claims that we know exactly entirely everything about it, there's just, we're, we're still early enough, there's a lot we don't know. And so I know people who are getting it, and I know people who aren't getting it. I know people who are convinced we should get it, and I know people who are convinced we should not get it. I know people who can't understand why someone else is getting it, or isn't getting it, and and people can't understand why everybody isn't getting it. What am I saying? There's, this is a very, very controversial issue. Now, what do we do when there's controversial issues? Well, in the church, unless it's clear-cut, unless it's a matter of obedience to God, we give freedom of conscience. This is what first, excuse me, this is what Romans chapter 14 is about. We give freedom of conscience. And indeed, when we're talking here about putting something into your body that will last. It's not going to wear off like, you know, Tylenol or something like that. If you take a Tylenol and the medicine, it's only short-lasting. That's your decision. That's your decision. It's a decision you ought to make with good research. It's a decision you ought to look online. It's a decision you ought to get, get help. And I might add, it's a decision you might have to dig a little deeper on because some information is more difficult to find nowadays. Some doctors, it's a decision between you and, and people who can really explain what's happening. And some positions are difficult to find online. They're, they've been taken down. And so you may need to search at, through search engines other than Google. The bottom line of what I'm saying is this is your choice. You know, at a time when, when in controversial times, you would expect governmental leaders to step up and inspire us inspire us that's not what they're doing they're stepping up with threats they're stepping up with mandates they're stepping up basically declaring we're impatient with you who disagree with us we're angry at you who disagree with us get in line or else that is the exact wrong way to operate in a free country and, there's a, and this just leads to the suspicion, does it not? In a free country, people don't expect to be told what you have to do by your government. 
in something so personal. So I'm not telling you what I do personally. I'm not going to tell you whether I've, because I, this is not my position to give you advice on whether or not you should get it. My position is simply you do your research, you figure it out, and you you listen to the right people and you make the right decision for you. Because whatever, there are some people who've been vaxxed and some people who haven't been vaxxed. And in both cases, I know people who've been vaxxed and wish they had not been. And I know people who didn't get vaxxed and wish they had been. It's your decision. You got to make it and you got to live with it. That's your, it's not the government up to mandate it to us. And it's not up to any one of us to pressure someone else. And I want to urge you on this that you not pressure people either to or to not get it. If, you, if you're someone who has strong convictions, share those convictions. That's fine, but share them with grace and mercy towards someone who may come up with a different decision. Don't make this a point of dividing. Don't make this a point of our government's doing this, you know, marginalizing, dividing, uh, separating, threatening to punish people who don't get in line. We don't want to do the same thing. That's the wrong. In a free country, we don't want to do that. Make sure you don't do it. Share your opinions. Romans 14 gives, gives us plenty of room to share our opinions, to share what we think, and to share why. There's plenty of reason to, room to do that. But we do it in a place where we affirm our love and our acceptance of one another, whether you end up agreeing with me or not. This is what Romans 14 is about. I'm concerned in our country that our government is, like I said, marginalizing, demonizing, dividing. I'm concerned that there are people in our military, significant numbers of people in our military, who are going to face discipline if they don't get this vaccine. Significant numbers of healthcare workers. In some places, we're hearing 30 to 40% of healthcare workers in, in hospitals are facing termination. At a time when they're saying, you know, we're understaffed and everything, well, my goodness, they're facing termination. And, and our healthcare system, what, what's going to happen if these people don't, if, if, uh, if, if they lose their job because they follow their conscience? I'm concerned for all employees. And like I said, concerned even for our friend who's facing, you know, facing this with his last semester of law school. Here's my verse for today. Oh, by the one, one other thing I wish our government would do more of is instead of just demonizing voices who disagree, marginalizing voices who disagree, or just saying follow the science, I wish they'd present the science. And I wish there'd be more public debate. I wish that people who disagree could be heard. It just feeds into a sense that there's tyranny, tyranny, heavy-handed authoritarianism when opposing voices aren't able to be heard. This is one thing I believe about the gospel. And I, I talk about apologetics. I believe the best arguments will win with reasonable people. When, when both sides are put forth, the best arguments will prevail. But when one side is silenced and just said, you don't, you, you, your information we consider false so you can't be heard, well, that's not what we do in a free country. It's a tremendous distrust of anyone who disagrees with those in power. And it, it just reeks of the idea you couldn't win the argument, so that's why you're not even going to have it. See, this is what I face on campus so often. 
people, there's creation evolution, the authority of the Bible, the validity of Christianity, just to marginalize Christians instead of allow us to engage in the real public debate of it in the in these forums because we would win we would win and uh, we're not wrong just because we're marginalized likewise in all of these things all of these issues when we face heavy-handed your voice can't be heard it just reeks of authoritarianism that that because i can't win the argument i'm going to use power to shut down my, my, my opponents. So what do we pray for? That's what we pray for on Sunday mornings. We want to focus on prayer, and I, I hope I've not taken away from that focus. Psalm 125, verse 1, my reading yesterday. Those who trust in the Lord are as Mount Zion, which cannot be moved, but abides forever. As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people from this time forth and forever. For the scepter of wickedness shall not rest upon the land of the righteous, so the righteous will, will not put forth their hands to do wrong. And this is my prayer, that the scepter of authoritarianism, of tyranny, won't rest upon the righteous. And I'm particularly concerned with believers I know who face, as I said, kicked out of school, being kicked out of school, or, or uh, marginalized, losing your job, etc. if you don't toe the line. Today, we want to pray for them. And I think of 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1, where we're told, I urge, first of all, prayer is petitions. Let me just find it exactly, if I may. 1 Timothy 2, 1, I urge prayers and petitions, entreaties and prayers, petitions and thanksgiving, be made on behalf of all men for kings and, ruler, and all who are in authority, so that we may lead a tranquil and quiet life in all godliness and dignity. This is what I want to pray for our believers. I'm not faced with this challenge myself. We, our, we run our own ministry. We're not under these government mandates. Uh, we're not faced with these challenges in our ministry. But there are people facing questions. Do I take this vaccine? Do I lose my job? Do I take this vaccine or I be marginalized? churches some of them will be faced with questions i foresee it whether or not you can attend church if you've not been vaxxed and what will churches do if the government comes down with mandates along this lines we're facing questions and authoritarian questions and then we see all these videos out of australia which are just like unbelievable how people are being hunted down who aren't keeping with the the, the government mandates re regarding this um, COVID and are being treated like, like uh, incredibly, incredibly bad. And how we pray that, you know, who would have ever thought that could happen in a free country like Australia? So, my friends, let's pray. Let's pray for our brothers and sisters. Let's pray for those who are facing tough decisions. Again, Maybe this isn't a decision for you. Maybe you've, you're, you're fine with being vaccinated. And if that's the case, God bless you. All right? God bless you. I'm, I'm not taking a position on whether you should or shouldn't. I'm taking a position, I'm taking a vision, a position of defending those who have a conscience issue with this, that they be allowed to go one way or the other because this is a free country. To me, that's the issue. Freedom and government authority and the freedom of conscience here to do what's right with, with putting something in your body, okay? 
Father in heaven, I pray today. I pray today, Father, for our brothers and sisters in particular who are faced with very difficult decisions. I pray for those who have a conscience issue, a genuine conscience issue about getting the vaccine and are facing loss of work, loss of employment, facing being kicked out of the school, being marginalized, Lord, facing tough decisions. I ask, Father, that you would be with those people. I pray you would help them, Lord, to know the right course of action to take. Help them, Lord, to understand whether this really is a hill for them to die upon, if this is really worth um, standing for. And, and Lord, if so, give them the grace, fortitude, give all others the love and acceptance of them. We pray for our country, Lord. We're just really heading down a bad path. We're heading down a dangerous path. This, these mandates and the threats, Lord, we're heading in a wrong direction. And I pray, Father, for our country. I do pray for our country. And I pray for our that there'd be voices of reason prevail in Washington that would lead this administration to, to uh, calm down, to back off. I pray, Father, that rather than just live in a land where people are told to get with it or else, that we would really live in a land of freedom where, where people would arise, whether they be public health officials, politicians, whoever would be, would arise to inspire people, to answer their questions, to address their concerns, to lead people and motivate people rather than to threaten them. Lord, I pray there could be freedom in our land. We do pray, Father, for this terrible COVID to pass. We pray, Father, that I know, I know people have been very sick and even have died of it. We pray, Father, that this would pass. And I, Lord, we've been praying for a year and a half now that we wouldn't, we wouldn't just look to science. <laughs> and we know that even the science isn't settled on so many things. But, Lord, we, our, our nation, our culture is faced with a question is science the only answer? Is medicine the only answer? We believe not. We believe, Lord, that we're called to repent, to do a little self-examination, to wonder where our country is headed, and to cry out to our God in humility and seek your forgiveness and seek your healing. Father, you're more powerful than this COVID. You're more powerful than any vaccine. You're more powerful than any government. And I pray, Father, we, we can't speak on be we, we we can't we can speak on behalf of us and we pray for our nation lord that is a, in a land that has just lost its bearings that is our morality lord there is there is none there's no right and wrong where there's no no public agreement on on hardly anything being wrong anymore in a country lord with the, the abortion we have the embracing of sexual immorality, the embracing of corruption, and most, worst of all, Lord, the rejection of your authority in our lives, in our country, really being a nation in God we trust, really being a nation under God. Father, we want to repent of this in our personal lives. We pray in our schools, our government, our culture, all of who we are, that once again we would be a people under God. We believe, Lord, that's part of the answer here. That's a critical part. Forgive us, Lord, being 
so confused to think that it's all about what this public official says or this company comes up with to treat treat a problem or solve a problem. Lord, we know that any problem that doesn't look to you, any solution that doesn't look to you is destined ultimately to fail. And so we do. We cry out for our land. We cry out, Lord, for healing in our land. We cry out for repentance in our land. We cry out for forgiveness for our sins. We pray that we would turn to you. Once again, Father, we pray for Christian leaders today to have grace, wisdom as they counsel people facing these difficult decisions. We pray that this vax and the Lord, the, the churches, even the churches have become divided. We pray, Father, we'd rise above and love one another. Whatever position people take on a mask or a, a vaccine or any of these things, that we would we would love one another, Lord, because we'd see the gospel prevails and is more significant, more important. We're brothers and sisters in Christ. So help us, Lord. It's difficult. Help us, Lord, to love those who disagree with us on these very, very important personal issues. Lord, we pray today for our churches to be places of praise, glory, and honor. We cry out, Lord, for disciples to be raised up. We cry out for revival. We know, Lord, all these things that are just just confusing and, and overwhelming and what is happening in our country, Father. We, we know the answer isn't just, the answer is not as simple as reelecting someone different. The answer is so much deeper. Lord, we know the answer really comes down to revival in our land and the fear of God and the honor and respect of your word and the honor of your ways. And Lord, we believe we once had it. Not that we all lived by it, but it was once what was upheld in our country. How we pray for a great revival in our land. Lord, many, many people have come into our country. Many, many people have come into our country from other countries that have different religions. How we pray, Father. I pray for people, Lord, that they'd be one to Christ. This, what an opportunity to be winning people to Christ. I pray the churches would be taking advantage of this. And I do pray, Lord, as I've met people even this week who are working more with refugees and, and people who are on the southern border, how I pray, Father, for many, many millions of people who are coming to our country to be saved. I pray, Lord, for this. I ask for it. Raise up courageous evangelists to go win them to Christ, we pray. So these are prayers we have. We give you this day. Help us, Lord, to walk in integrity, walk in honesty, to walk in the light, to walk in the joy of the Lord, and to be the people today, this very day, that you want us to be. Bless our churches. Might they be houses of prayer. Might they be places of joy. Might they be places that lift up the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And Father, each of us who go to church today, might we come out better, stronger, more encouraged, more faithful, more loving than when we went in. We pray for this and bless you in Jesus' holy name. Amen, amen, and amen, and amen. God bless you. You have a great day today. I hope you do make it to the house of the Lord and you rejoice. I know God, you know, dare I say, I know I, God sees those of you who come here each day. God sees those of you who make an effort to prioritize your church life, your small group, your, your uh, time here with us. And God will reward that. You can do other things in life. God rewards us. We make the right choices. And so I thank you for being here today. I pray God will bless you. Make sure if you're new, you subscribe, hit the like button, leave a comment, and share with your friends, okay? God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow, and I look forward to having you, look forward to seeing you there. You have a great day. Bye-bye.